Hello, listeners. Thanks for joining us for Tiny Sparks, Big Flames. Have you ever wondered what it's really like to follow your dreams? If the answer is yes, come along as we get the inside scoop from creatives, innovators, and difference makers who are daring to make their visions a reality. In three, two, one. Welcome, everyone. Today, we have the dynamic Mish Hancock in the studio. Mish is the founder and CEO of 100th Monkey, a successful social media company. Additionally, she's the co-founder of TEDx St. Louis, an innovative organization that brings TED Talk experiences to the community. Mish is also the popular host of the Mishmash podcast, which makes me suspect she never sleeps. And she's a sought-after speaker and workshop facilitator who helps individuals and organizations tedify their talks. Welcome to the show, Mish. Thank you, Deb. I am so delighted that you are here. Oh, me too. When you work 24-7, how do we cover this down in 30 minutes? So this is going to be a fun challenge. All right. Here we go. All right. What's interesting about your work, both with 100th Monkey and with TEDx, is those are really kind of two dreams, right? Right. Two dreams that you've had. Tell us a little bit about how you came to stand up 100th Monkey and, and where TEDx fit into that picture as you brought them together in your life today. Sure. So 100th Monkey, I mean, I, I've always been in marketing. I'm a natural marketer. I think it's just like innate within me to market. But um, 100th Monkey was me looking at social media one day And I thought, man, this is cool. I mean, and this is like back in the old days, you know, is what I feel like of social media. And what I realized about it was I felt like for the first time, all of my strange, weird skills came together in social media. I'm like, finally, this is where I make sense. What was interesting is I was a rather old person in social media compared to all, you know, it was like, felt like, they were my kids that were, you know, starting up in social media. And there's that old lady. But it actually was a brilliant thing to do. Now that I look back at it, I had no idea at the time it was brilliant. But it was brilliant because I was able to work with people my own age that were looking at social media and go, what in the heck is this? I don't know what to do with it. It's weird. It's way too different. I don't get it. I was that safe bridge to get them over there. So Love 100th Monkey. We, we are very social media focused, but we do all kinds of marketing. TEDx was actually, um, I was a TED head. I watched TED Talks. You know, they started going viral once they went on YouTube. And that's when, it, you know, the whole world was really paying attention to TED Talks. And I knew, I just knew it was going to be a part of my world. But I didn't know what that meant. And I know you don't ever say the end of the story. You just say, it's going to be a part of my world. Thank you for tapping me on the shoulder about this universe. I will sit tight and wait. Well, years, years later, I mean, and I had, I'd said this to people. I'd said, somehow I'm going to do something with that. I don't know what. Years later, my friend Bob Summers called me up one day and said, hey, um, my brother Steve Summers is bringing Ted to St. Louis. And I thought of you. And I was like, you were right. You were supposed to think of me. So I met Steve and uh, we just hit the ground running. We were, I was like, I love this stuff. I think it's important for St. Louis to have Ted here. 
I think it's important for us to showcase our innovative and amazing talent uh, and knowledge base that we have in St. Louis. And it has been a very fun ride. And Mishmash is really where that intersects. It really just sort of all gets jumbled up right in there with the podcast. So, yeah. And if you haven't, by the way, listeners heard Mishmash, definitely check it out. It is a delightful podcast. And she really does get to, to talk with some of the most amazing people in St. Louis. So, how long has Mishmash and Ted been, in, been rolling? Well, see, so we've been doing TED, uh, TEDx St. Louis now for nine years. And um, I've been doing my podcast for about four. Yeah. yeah. What about 100th Monkey? That has been 11 years. Wow. Yeah, over 11 years. I know. We were such a little baby company. When it, was, it was just me when it started, you know? And then just little by little, I was like, I, I'm growing. I need more people. I'm growing. I need more people. We're still relatively small. Um, but we have lots of partners, so that helps us be able to do more without having to manage a whole bunch of people. I guess one question I've got for you is, what inspires you? What drives you forward, just in both at 100th Monkey and in TEDx? Uh, I think it's an insane curiosity. It is me wanting to know how to do things uh, and not being afraid to try things and stumble a bit. I, I'm old enough and wise enough to know that it's okay when you, because you don't really fail. You only fail if you just keep doing the same thing all the time, right? You're not getting anywhere. You, you, the first time that you suppose like, fail. Um, It's really you just learning like, well, that didn't really work. Let me try it this way. Let me try it that way. So I, I can't sit still. Um, I like to try different things. I like to explore different ways of doing things. I like being really creative with everything. And when you own a company, you get to do that. And then with something like TEDx, which yes, TED does stand for technology, entertainment and design, but it's gone way beyond that, right? So TED Talks can be just about anything at this point. Um, but it's it's that curiosity. It's wanting to figure it out. It's hearing something and going, how can I do that in my life? Let's see what that looks like. Let's play around with it and see what happens. What's interesting is um, I was reading a, a quotation, and in fact, it was a quotation this morning by the creator of the Dilbert cartoon. And he said, creativity is allowing yourself to make mistakes. Art is deciding which ones to keep. There you go. Yes, that's perfect. Right? That's exactly it. And it's, it, you know, you, you say, oh, I, Mish doesn't sleep. Well, I do. I mean, I definitely get my eight hours. Um, I couldn't do what I do if I didn't sleep. But, you know, I, I was reading something recently was talking about energy and how, you know, we all want energy and there's energy drinks and, you know, we're drinking coffee and everybody's talking, you know, if you have low energy, how do you get more energy? What was interesting, this, this study that they had done, the most energetic people are entrepreneurs and athletes. Really? Yes. So there must be something within that entrepreneurial spirit, that creative, I want, you know, that, that just is high energy. Cause you're just, I want to do this. I want to try that. Let's see what happens over here. I mean, I think it's just part of being an entrepreneur is you're a very energetic human being and you have to figure out where to funnel that energy. 
So there are a million ways we could take this conversation. One of them is this concept of, but what if I fail? What if, what if I fail? I mean, what would you tell somebody who is a young entrepreneur that just gets the deer in the car lights thing going? You know, that when something goes wrong, they freeze, and then they're afraid to take steps forward. What, what, do you, what, what could you tell them about the whole epic fail? And I call them holy crap moments, right, <laughs> in your business. Right, and you're going to have them. You're going to have them. You're going to have them that when you've made a mistake or when um, a client has made a mistake or, I mean, it's just going to happen. But here's the thing. We're humans. We are going to make mistakes. Um, I mean, as long as it's not like, you know, you went out and you thought, I am just going to really mess things up right now. I have learned over the years that your transparency is really important. So just be transparent. Say, you know what? I really made a huge mistake here. This is where I was going. Here's what happened. I apologize. Not my intent at all to create this mess, but I'm going to figure out how to clean it up. I'm going to figure out how to do it better. You know, just have that open conversation. Not to say it's going to fall on the right ears at all times. Some people just are not going to forgive you. You know, okay, well, they probably don't align with you and maybe we don't work with them anymore. But it, it, it's, it behooves you to just be truthful about it. That, that makes total sense, especially the fact that you said something that makes me smile about maybe they're not my people. Talk more right. about that, about who your people are for 100th Monkey and Ted. Well, I think it's, you know, I mean, some of the clients we've had over the years, I didn't feel as if they were of integrity. As I started working with them, I figured, oh, I don't really, I don't really like what you're doing here, you know, and so those we would let fall away. Um, sometimes, you know, you are dealing with personalities that, you know, there are, there are clients that get in their own way. They think they know better than you, which you wonder why they're hiring you if they know better than you, or you've got clients that are con very controlling. Um, my team does terrible with micromanagers. I personally, I, micromanaging drives me absolutely insane. So if you're going to micromanage me, again, don't hire me, that you get Get a person you can micromanage because, you know, a marketing agency is not who you need to be micromanaging right now. So I think as you and and really in the beginning, you're probably going to have to deal with these people. You're hungry. You've got to grow the business. Swallow it. Go. Just go. You know what I mean? Just like, OK, I'm just going to deal with this. But at a certain point, as you start to grow your business and uh, you're becoming more financially secure in it, you get to say who you want to work with. And that's a wonderful place to be. But believe me, in the beginning, I did stuff I didn't feel like doing. People would ask, oh, do you do data entry? I'm like, uh-huh, I sure do. Yeah, I'll mow your lawn. What else do you need? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just you're hungry for business and you got to figure out how to get money coming in so you can grow it. But know that at a certain point, you get to be a bit choosier. It's almost like the idea of getting to audition your clients, right? I am at a place where I'm starting to wonder if I can just really ask up front, like, let, let's have a real conversation. What are you going to do that's going to drive me crazy? Just tell me. Like, what do people say you do that drives them crazy? So I'm ready. 
so I know where we're at. And and then I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do to drive you crazy. I like love let's that. just like let's just have that conversation. It I am right now revamping our onboarding process and I am really thinking that I want to get to a much more I mean, deepen the relationship from the beginning. Let's start at a much deeper level of relationship from the beginning so we understand each other. And, you know, the cards are on the table. Let's figure out how to do this. Because if you're going to hire a marketing agency, it, it's not, you're not hiring services. You're hiring someone to help you figure out how to make your marketing work so that you get the return on investment. Sure. And sometimes it takes a little bit longer in the beginning because marketing has this amazing way of showing what's not working within a business. So sometimes you have to put the brakes on and go, all right, we can't really market this yet. We have to fix this over here. So let's get some business development going for you before we start marketing. So it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a detective game in the beginning. So we've got the detective piece and I love that. I guess the question is, along the way, have you had mentors or teachers that also helped you learn some of this so that you weren't having to learn it completely on your own? Oh, my gosh, yes. The Internet is awesome, right? Because you can look up a lot and learn a lot. But within my own life, there's been so many people that have come forward. So one of the best things I ever did was hire a business consultant. So I work with Josh Levy at Medici Media Space. I've worked with Josh now for three years. At a certain point, I realized I'm awesome at marketing. I need help learning how to really grow the business and and understand kind of the MBA. Right? I'm getting I'm getting an MBA through Josh. I mean, he teaches me. You know, here's what the P and L statements mean. This is what these numbers mean for you, but also just he acts as a as a personal coach as well, you know, and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this client. Help me figure out how to make this relationship work because, you know, here are the challenges. So he really helps me hit things from all sides. And I think that that is beyond important. At a certain point, you need to bring in someone that can help you figure out how to grow and scale your business. And and a person that has done it, a person that has actually been in business and had the actual, I have done this in my past, so therefore I can help you not, I took, you know, a course and got a certificate, right? A person that's actually lived that life, walked that walk. Yeah, I mean, when I think about people who are especially very creative, or even in my business, the coaching business, one of the things that's really easy is to do the thing you love to do, when in fact, There's what you love to do, and then there's the business of what you love to do. And you have to be able to get good at both of those. Because if you you do, if you lean too far one way, and you're focused on just the business, and you stop painting or taking photographs or dancing or writing or whatever it is that you're whatever your niche is marketing, right, you can focus, it's it's that balance of what you do and the business of what you do. Oh, and the balance is balance is something that is always in play. Um, as you grow your business, then it's okay. You know, okay, I can offload certain things. I'm now going to hire the accountant because 
I'm really bad at accounting and someone else should do it. You know, I'm going to hire someone to act as my assistant to help me, you know, do lots of the emails and the things that I really just don't have time for now because I'm trying to grow the business. Then it's, well, now the business is growing. Oh my gosh, we got to find people that can now service the business. That is, uh, that's pretty much a constant. Sure. You're, you're constantly kind of on this wobble board, you know, just like, whoa, whoa. Okay, I'm, I, wait, I'm, I'm kind of straight. Oh, wait, I'm leading this way. Let me get the, you know, it's, that's part of it. Yeah, and I think too, success, you can very quickly have your success overwhelm your business, right? And that's that point where you have to be constantly aware of when do I need to reach out, bring somebody in, have them help me with this, right? As opposed to holding on to all the reins and then your success over over exceeds your ability to handle all of the different things, right? You're not as intimately aware of everything going on with every single client at a certain point, which has been a hard thing for me to let go of because I, I knew everything. But one of the issues is, is if it's living in your head and it's not living in a process, you will not grow that business or you won't grow an organization. Same with TEDx. Um, Steve and I have seen other TEDx's go under. And when we've asked like, oh, what happened? Like, well, you know what? It just lived in his head and he, he never built a team around it. So building a team, having a sustainable team, having people on your team that can help you build processes. That's all important, no matter what business organization, what have you, whatever you're trying to build, you need to have processes at a certain point. Definitely. I mean, because otherwise, it's just juggling balls, lots of juggling balls. And you'll drop a lot of them. Yeah, (laughs) I get that. You know. So let me ask you this. I know that you are very much a creative. How much does trusting your intuition play a role in how you have started, launched, and moved towards success and actually achieved success in these these two amazing endeavors you've done? This is a really awesome, perfect question for me because I think intuition is one of the most important things on earth. And I... Um, I really rely on my intuition. I, you know, I call it my intuition. I call it your gut feeling, my spidey sense, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, I think that it is something that it's a muscle that needs to be worked. So an easy thought is, you know, you're driving down the road and you feel like you shouldn't take your regular exit. You're supposed to take another exit. Just do it. Just don't even question why. You may never ever know why you had to take the other exit. You may never know if you, you know, saved yourself from an accident or I don't know, but just trust it either way. And um, over the years, I have, I feel that when it's on, it's on. And, and when I follow it, I've done the right thing. Now, of course, there are times where you're like, is this really the right thing? Because oh, this is really hard, (laughs) you know, but you'll look back at it and you'll realize I needed to go through that for whatever reason. Um, And intuition doesn't mean that everything's going to be just peaches and cream and happy and super easy. No, again, growth comes from pain, Mm. you know, so you're going to have painful times. You know, I asked the universe, I said, I'm ready, I'm ready to bring me more business. I am ready to grow. And a couple of times I found myself saying, it's, that's enough. And then I go, never mind. I asked for it. Thank you. Thank you, universe. Now help me balance all this. Yeah. 
help bring me in balance. Be careful what you pray for. It is. It is that. But also, if you've asked for it and you believe in yourself and believe that, you know, whatever you, I say the universe, that the universe supports you, then let the universe support you. Yeah. Bring you the right person at the right time. Help you hear the right thing at the right time. I mean, be aware, be willing to to really take it in. So I know that the universe is very important to you. And so a sidebar question to that is, who are real life heroes for you? The, the folks, people here on earth, people. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is a hard one. The easiest one for me and most top of mind for me is my daughter, Mickey. And I think it's because, you know, you, you get to watch this being grow up. And she is so amazingly wise. So she is a 19-year-old that's packaged in like, you know, a 19-year-old body, but that brain is beyond. And it's so interesting to watch her navigate her world and figure out what's going on and learn how to do things. I mean, what she's doing at 19, I think I was well into my 30s. So she's so far ahead of the game. It's amazing. She is... I, I, she's my big hero. I mean, I would say if that that's my hero. And, and I love it because she calls her and I besties. I mean, how great is that for a mom? That's you know? pretty awesome. And we've enjoyed a very close and healthy relationship, you know, because I know it sounds like, oh, you're, you were her friend rather than her mom. No, again, a balance. Yes, I'm Mickey's friend, but I'm also her mom. So I have, I've had to balance that out over the years. That you makes know, sense. How do you make that work, right? Yeah, that's, I don't have kids, but that balance has got to be, I mean, it's always a balance, right? Always, yes. It's always a balance. So if there was one success secret that you could share with people, especially who have something that they really, really want to do, but they're really, they're just afraid to, to step out and do it, what's one success secret that you've learned about stepping into the unknown? It's okay if you don't know everything. No one expects you to. And, um, and go find, go find some people you can talk to. You know, I think of Medici is my place. You know, every Monday morning at nine o'clock, we have a strategy. We, that's how I start my week off. You, anybody can come. It's on Zoom. You know, go to MediciSTL.com and click on events and just pop into one of the meetings um, and start to find those people that are there to support you. That collaboration is huge. And don't feel like you, don't feel like a question is a dumb question. I mean, there are a lot of questions when you start anything. And so, and don't expect yourself to be perfect. No, mm -mm, just don't. And just do it. So for the longest time, my mantra was fire, ready, aim. Just go. I mean, just go. You can ready aim later. Because if you just keep ready aiming and you never fire, you, it's, you're never going to get anywhere. So just go. At a certain point of maturity, you get to be more ready aim fire. But in the beginning, I just say, move forward. I think that's some pretty good advice because it's that first step. There was a story I heard about a tightrope walker who said, and they were saying, and, and what he did was a high wire X across building oh, to a building. Oh, my word. Right? And they ask him, what's the scariest part? Is it the practice? It's the psychology? What is it? He goes, it's the second step. Ah. And they went, wait, the second step? 
why not the first step? He goes, because the first step, you still have one foot on the ground and right. it's solid. On solid, yes. The second step, both there feet you are. are on the wire, which I thought, wow, that gives me chills even when I think yes, about it now. no kidding. I know, Ooh. the second step. <laughs> so what's next for you? Oh, gosh. I want to grow. I I have a dream for 100th Monkey. We're, you know, we're a service business. And um, I have a dream for us to be a million in sales. And we're getting there. I mean, it's it's looking good. Um, I think that, you know, I've, there's not a lot of women owned businesses that have made it to a million in sales. And, you know, we we need more women doing this. We, we're the trailblazers right now so that our daughters, it's not as a, a such a lofty goal, you know. Um, and then with TEDx, it's really just um, keep building out our team. Uh, we, you know, I think that we're very solid now in a lot of, we. I mean, we're a much more mature TEDx now than we've ever been. You know, I feel like everybody's just kind of with each other and step, you know, 100th Monkey's getting more mature, TEDx is getting more mature, you know, so um, we're going to just keep growing that team and being a, a bigger, better. We're now a level two TEDx, which is big news. Uh, they're only wow. given one to each region. And, you know, with a level two, it it puts us in a position where we are, in a sense, you know, we, we need to care for the other TEDx's in the area. And uh, I'm really just bring everything up to that where we know it can be that next level. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. On both, on both of your successes. Yeah. Right? Really cool stuff. Yes. So that's where my head is and where I'm going. I eventually as the CEO of 100th Monkey would would like to where, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm, little by little, I'm doing less and less of the daily work and getting to be more in that space of just creating the next phase. That's a nice, fun place to be. I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Well, let me say, I just can't appreciate you enough for oh, coming I appreciate on you today. Too. Thank you so much this is for, awesome. for coming on, Mish. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the show and for spreading the word about us to all your family and friends. Mish, how can people get to know you better? Uh, you know, a good place would be go to LinkedIn. Uh, if you go to LinkedIn, they, I, everything that I do is there. Uh, another idea for everybody is my my podcast. I mean, people are going to get to know you a lot better through this podcast, even though you're interviewing others. It's the same with my podcast. I'm interviewing others, but you learn a lot about Mish and all the, the crazy stuff that I do. And, it, and you know, it's fun. I'm, I, I like to have fun and I love human beings and I'm all about kindness is what my podcast really concentrates on. So come listen. Yes, go listen. I mean, Mishmash is so much fun. That's it for this episode of Tiny Sparks, Big Flames. If you enjoyed the conversation, definitely check out our webpage at tinysparksbigflames.com. You can find more great information about today's guests, see what they're up to, and even follow their work. Until next time, dream big, and thanks for listening.